This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. John's out traveling, so I'm filling in today. BYD is going to make sure it has a steady supply of chips in the future, no matter what happens. The Chinese automaker invested in a company called Vertilite, which designs and manufactures microprocessors. And BYD obviously has big plans. It already invested in five other Chinese chip makers and established its own business unit called BYD Semiconductors. Tesla is the only other automaker that's talked about designing its own chips, but BYD is going well beyond that, and it makes us wonder if other automakers will consider getting into the chip business. And one very interesting aside here. A very good source in the industry tells Autoline that Chinese battery makers can get all the chips they want. They're not facing any shortage. Chinese car companies are running into shortages, but not the battery companies. If EVs are ever going to catch on in the U.S., the U.S. needs a lot more charging stations. But a report from the ICCT, the International Council on Clean Transportation, says the U.S. is falling far short of what it needs. Even though California has poured billions into EV chargers and has the most stations in the country by far, it's not enough. The ICCT says California only has 40% of the stations it needs to accommodate the EVs that are expected to be on the state's roads in 2025. The infrastructure bill recently passed in Congress allots $7.5 billion to building more chargers, but Capgemini America says it's going to take $50 billion to build enough of them. Of course, one reason why Tesla continues to sell more EVs than anyone else is that it built its own charging network in the U.S., in China, and even in Europe. And as it continues to grow, Tesla is going to quickly catch up to and surpass several automakers that might surprise you. With its assembly plants in Fremont and Shanghai, Tesla can currently make about a million vehicles a year. As Tesla's new plants in Texas and Berlin come on stream, they'll have the capacity to make another million vehicles once they get up to line speed. So here's our AutoLine Insight. Sometime next year, Tesla is going to surpass Mazda and Mitsubishi in total production. And by the end of next year, Tesla could be at a run rate that will push it past BMW. You know, if you think that Tesla gets a lot of media coverage now, wait until it surpasses BMW. Mercedes-Benz AMG introduced its first performance plug-in hybrid, a four-door coupe that they call, get ready for this, the GT63 SE Performance, which features technology derived from Formula One. It's powered by a 4-liter V8 twin-turbo along with a 150-kilowatt electric motor that's placed at the rear axle. Combined, they produce 830 horsepower 
and over 1,000 pound-feet of torque. It rockets the car from 0 to 100 kilometers an hour in 2.9 seconds, and it's got a top speed just under 200 miles an hour. As you might imagine, for such a powerful vehicle, the electric range is pretty puny, minuscule even. It'll only go 12 kilometers. That's just seven miles on battery power. Mercedes did not reveal how much it's going to cost or when it's going to be available, but those are the highlights, and you can find the link in the transcript or description box to learn more. Riding in a Bentley is about to become even more posh. The automaker is showing off the new rear seat entertainment system for the Flying Spur and Bentayga. Two 10.1-inch high-definition touchscreens are attached to the back of the front seats, and they're also removable. Riders can stream video from their smartphones or tablet to the screens. Netflix is also pre-installed, so riders don't have to use their own device to stream it. Audio can also be streamed via Bluetooth to the user's headphones, or the sound can be streamed to the car's audio system. The entertainment system also can be upgraded through OTA updates. Bentley did not reveal the pricing, but our guess is it is not going to be cheap. Speaking of interiors, GM Design released a couple of images in its Instagram page of a futuristic steering wheel, or what it's calling a steering pad. As you can see, the yoke-like wheel features a screen in the middle of the yoke with leather-wrapped handles at each side. The company did not reveal any details about the pad, but as you know, the new Tesla S and X already have a yoke steering wheel. So maybe this is going to turn into something of a trend. The Tesla yoke created a storm of controversy. Most people seem to hate it. So what do you think? Are yokes the future of steering wheels? Or will people stick with the tried and true round wheel? Mobility is becoming electric, connected, and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world. But we'll always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. want to know what drives your testing, OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. As long as it can get the chips to make them, Volkswagen will offer a mildly refreshed Tiguan in the U.S. market in about another month. The updates are largely cosmetic. Standard LED headlamps, a thin light bar that runs across the grill to connect the lamps, a new steering wheel, new bumpers, and new stitching on the seats. The Tiguan keeps its 2-liter turbo 4, which is mated to an 8-speed automatic. And while it generates the same 184 horsepower and 221 pound-feet of torque, it gets one more mile per gallon. The front-drive version is rated at 26 mpgs, the all-wheel drive one gets 25. VW said it did some tuning that bumped up the fuel efficiency. While driving impressions are embargoed for now, as you can imagine, with so few changes, it drives just like the outgoing model. 
As we reported on that model, the Tiguan has superb cabin isolation, the seats are comfortable yet supportive, and the front drive version has a pleasant, supple ride. The 2.0-liter turbo has excellent part-throttle acceleration. Just a bit of tip-in easily keeps you out ahead of traffic. The one thing that did change is the price. VW raised the base price about $1,000. A base S model starts at $27,190. The SE model, which represents the highest sales volume, is up by about $700 to $32,190. But the top-of-the-line SEL R-line dropped by about $2,200. Guess that one wasn't selling as well as expected. All the prices that we quote include destination charges, and VW raised that too by $175. It's now $1,195 per vehicle. Interestingly, SUVs and CUVs now account for 71% of all of VW sales in the U.S., and the Tiguan is the company's best-selling model, not only in the U.S., but all the world over. You know, Nissan made a big mistake leaving the Frontier pickup in the market without updating it for 17 years. Even though the company saved a ton of money by not investing in the truck, it lost half of its customers. And now it hopes to lure them back with an all-new Frontier. So what were the big changes? Well, that's what we're going to get into on AutoLine After Hours this Thursday when Milena Kovacs from Nissan comes on the show. She played an important role in determining what they had to do to improve the frontier. And if you've got questions you would like us to ask her, tweet them to us or drop an email to viewermail at autoline.tv. And that brings us to the end of today's report. It is our pleasure to bring you some of the latest developments in the global automotive industry. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. And by Magna.